Hello and welcome to another episode of Serendipity Girl. I'm your host, Colleen, and I'm on a quest to discover and fix my thoughts on things that are not only true, but are they also noble, pure, right, lovely, just, excellent, and worthy of praise. I'm so glad you've joined me, and I want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays as we are now at in the season of Christmas. And I like to think that Christmas is every day for Christians. So is Easter because every day we can celebrate the gift of salvation that God has given us through Jesus. And yeah, I love all the festivities of Christmas. And and even though a lot of it really has nothing to do with the real meaning of Christmas, I still think it's fun to, to do all these things as long as we just keep the real meaning of Christmas at the center and God knows our hearts. And so I just want to wish everyone a Merry Christmas and something that I came across recently, I was reading about William Tyndale. And I don't know if you guys have heard of William Tyndale. I kind of knew that he was a translator of the Bible, but I didn't really know all of that. And You know, you think about it, the Bible still is the best-selling book of all time. It still remains the best-selling book. And there are people all over the world that are risking their lives to not only translate the Bible into languages that are yet, it's not translated into yet, but they're working feverishly to do that around the globe. And, um... William Tyndale was one of them. My understanding from my research online is that he lived in the time of the 1500s. He was born around the time when Christopher Columbus was sailing to uh, find India. And um, he found North America. Well, he found actually, I think, the Dominican Republic. Basically, that island, Dominican Republic. Haiti, I believe. Hispaniola, I think is what they called it. But um, yeah, he kind of took a wrong turn. But in God's sovereignty, look, look at what happened. I mean, when he found it. So this is about the time that William Tyndale was living. And William Tyndale was an Englishman who translated, I believe, the first Greek New Testament, because the New Testament is in Greek originally, the first English New Testament. That is my understanding. And it was during the time when Henry VIII was busy ruling in England. And for my listeners across the pond, if I have missed any data or gotten something wrong, feel free to opine on the uh, Facebook group that I've set up. It's called Serendipity Girl Podcast Lovers, because you guys probably know this story even better than I do. But William Tyndale kind of caught a lot of flack from King Henry VIII. Now, I would have thought that King Henry VIII was kind of busy with all the wives and search for an heir, uh, to have an heir and all of that. And um, he, was, he was kind of a busy man with all of that. But um, yeah, William Tyndale actually got exiled. Un- my understanding is for his work on the first 
translation, English translation of the New Testament. And he was exiled. The man never married. He never had children. Uh, He was exiled. And he wanted to come back. But he could not promise the king that he would not keep, you know, trying to push for this English translation. So the two of them were locking heads or horns or whatever. And uh, the sad thing, this happened a lot around this time. He and others who were compelled to get the Bible, the New Testament, into as many hands as possible in the English language because he, like Martin Luther, had discovered the truth, like Martin Luther would say in Germany, sola fide, um, that salvation has always been by grace through faith alone, apart from works, apart from anything that we could do to try and save ourselves. The Bible makes it very clear that we cannot. And yet there was a lot of works getting into the messages about salvation. And I don't know if people were just confused. I don't know if those who could read the Bible in Latin were confused. I'm just not sure what happened there. I know the devil is always trying to distract or destroy um, the truth of what God says, but the Bible is very clear. And yet so many people did not know that salvation is simply by grace through faith alone in the finished work and perfection of Jesus, our sinless Savior. And so many of these people like Martin Luther and William Tyndale, who was influenced by Martin Luther and other uh, German reformers, I believe, during the Reformation, he was just giving everything he had to get that message out. And it got him into a lot of trouble. So first he was exiled, but then eventually they strangled him. He was he was uh, found, I think, wherever he was. I don't think they knew where he was. And um, when they finally found him, he was strangled. And I guess you could say that was merciful because then they burned him at the stake, which there's nothing merciful about that. I don't think there's anything particularly merciful about strangling anybody. God does say, do not kill. But um, yeah, that's what happened to him. And what was his crime? For translating a New Testament into English, the language of the people where he was at. And there's so many people who have risked their lives, even now, people in China, if they are caught with the Bible, if uh, pastors, if they're caught preaching in these underground churches, uh, house churches, and if these house churches do not align with the Chinese version of Christianity, which there's nothing Christian about it at all, um, <laughs> and they imprison and persecute and flog and torture. Um, I mean, it, it happens even now. Uh, people who were caught with Bibles in certain countries. Uh, the Bible is outlawed in many countries. And there are people now, missionaries, Christian missionaries, who are risking their lives and doing everything they can. And um, the devil just doesn't want us to get this message and, because he knows that if we do, we'll believe him and we'll be saved if we you know, if we hear it. Because God says, uh, how will they hear unless it's preached? Well, Yes, it needs to be preached, but also he gave us the Bible 
And so I just wanted to focus on that because I remember standing in Notre Dame in Paris and I was so saddened. They they were so excited about this really long carving that had been done that was telling different Bible stories. And they said, well, people didn't know how to read. And having homeschooled my children and taught them how to read, having taught them how to read and uh, having homeschooled other children, I was teaching beginning Latin. Let me put the keyword here, beginning Latin. Um, I love foreign languages. And that just rolled all over me. And, and I don't want to judge hearts because I'm sure people were just trying to survive. But if I had been a priest back then, again, not trying to judge, but if I was a priest, I mean, I, I instead of commissioning someone to build, a, uh, to sculpt or, yeah, sculpt a beautiful, it's beautiful, uh, wood carving or carve out a beautiful wood carving of what the Bible says, man, I would have been working overtime. And I'm sure some of them, maybe some of them did. I don't know. Um, I would have been working overtime, I'd like to think, on helping people learn how to read and then also preaching the Bible in their language. So, yeah, um, I mean, I think the carving is great, but what's better? People who don't know how to read, but they can look at a carving or people who know how to read and and can actually get a copy of the Bible in their own language and read for themselves because God's word changes everyone and um, it changes those who believe it. And I just think about how easy it is to take the Bible for granted, especially in my country of America. It is so easy to take it for granted But it really is 66 love letters from Jesus to us because Jesus himself, according to John chapter one, is the word of God who came to earth to show us who the father is and what he's like, because he says, if you've seen me, you've seen the father. And, um, you know, because he clothed himself in human form. Now, we know that no one has seen God as he truly is because you couldn't look on him in his holiness without dying. I think he told Moses, you better turn your head. I'm going to pass by you. Um, but Jesus is God who wrapped himself in flesh. And that's the beauty of Christmas. He wrapped himself in flesh. Why? Because he wanted to come down and he wanted to communicate with all of us. Uh, according to John chapter one, he wanted us to see what God's really like. He wanted to finish what he had started with the Old Testament when they were looking forward to the Messiah, looking forward to God saving them. And he'd given them Old Testament uh, messianic prophecies, which you can just Google or search on the internet for messianic prophecies about Jesus that he fulfilled. He literally fulfilled, literally fulfilled them. And the chance, I mean, the chance of that, you know, and him not being who he says he is, it's is nil. And um, I just think about how after 400 silent years, because Malachi was penned, and then after that, the last book of the Old Testament, there was 400 silent years that Israel heard nothing from God. And yet, even though he was silent, he was working and he, he splits that darkness. Uh, God says, you know, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. He splits that darkness. He splits that silence with a cry of Jesus who had come to earth as a human and as a baby, yet without sin. That's why the virgin birth is so critical, which was a biblical prophecy about Jesus. But I think about how much God wants to communicate with us. And 
you know, he spent 33 years showing us who he was. And then he, um, even after the resurrection, he would appear to the disciples. He appeared to Mary Magdalene first. I think that is so sweet that in that society and on all that, he appeared to a woman first. And, um, and then he appeared to the disciples and then he appeared to these, just so many people. And, uh, he appeared to these two guys that were walking from Emmaus and they're so sad because they don't realize they're talking to Jesus because he kind of like didn't let them know and recognize him at first. And they're like, we're so sad because we thought the Messiah was coming and, and now he, he's died. And, um, so then he reveals himself to them and they're like, Oh my goodness. Didn't our hearts just burn? I read about that this morning and Luke, they're like, didn't our hearts just burn when he was talking? And, um, I think of how communicative God is just going out of his way to communicate. Even in the old Testament, he's appearing to Abraham. He's appearing to Moses. He's appearing to Hagar. I think twice. I think he appeared to Hagar, the servant girl of Sarah, who got stuck in this situation where she was having a surrogate baby for Adam and uh, not Adam for Abraham and Sarah, because they were struggling to trust God that a baby was coming despite the fact that Sarah was so old. So Sarah thought she had to help people out, uh, help, help herself out and help Abraham out. And that didn't go too well, but, um, it's so beautiful how God appeared to Hagar in the desert and he hears her cries and, and she gives him the, the name Elroy. I've seen the God who sees me. And you'll hear me talk about that a lot. And then, um, I want to say that Ishmael, her son's name means God hears. I think it means because God even heard her, her cries, even though Ishmael is not the covenant child, it's Isaac. And, um, I know that's a source of contention for many Muslims. Um, they think that everybody just changed the Bible around, but, um, nope. But even so God cared so much that he appeared to Hagar. And when she thought that she and Ishmael were going to be dying later in the desert with no water, no food, whatever, because they're in the desert trying to make their way, I guess, back to Egypt because she was Egyptian. Um, God appeared to her. A, a lot of, there's a word for it, uh, Christophanies, uh, Theophanies, when God makes like surprise appearance and, and it's Jesus doing that. That's my understanding is it's always Jesus because remember, again, no one has seen God as in like God, the father who's like sitting on the throne and you don't really see the Holy spirit. You, you see what he's about kind of like you don't see the wind, but you can see what the wind is about. So uh, scholars believe that it's Jesus. And, and I'm going with that. Um, these are theophanies and Christophanies, meaning Jesus Christ appeared, but I'm just bold away about how much God wants to communicate with us. And then he had disciples and people who interviewed uh, firsthand witnesses, I believe Luke, Luke, he um, interviewed all the people that were still living. All the gospels were penned very early, very early. And uh, after Jesus went back to heaven after the resurrection. So God is all about communication and he's all about doing all he can, even now, some 2000 years later, to let everyone know, one, we need a savior. 
because of our sins. And you can read about that in the book of John. Uh, Romans 3.23 says we've all sinned. We've all fallen short of God's holy standard. And we're spiritually dead too. And and we need someone who can bring us back to life. uh, Because spiritually dead, sinful people cannot be in heaven. And so Jesus took care of our sin problem. And he took care of our dead problem. Because our souls were dead uh, once Adam and Eve sinned. And then they pass that on to us, this genetic, if you will, a sin cancer that has caused all of us to be sinners and uh, to be spiritually dead. And when you come to Christ and put your faith in him, believing that he died on the cross to pay for your sins, and uh, you believe that he's Lord and God, and you put your faith in him, uh, he quickens your spirit and uh, he gives you a brand new spirit. You're a new person inside, a new heart that wants to love and trust and follow him. So it's just amazing to me. You know, we talk about love a lot and uh, especially around Christmas, you see all these movies about love and I'm one of those that loves the Christmas rom-coms and all of that. I love all the romantic movies, but um, as wonderful as, as the different kinds of love that are out there, like love for a spouse, love for a child, love for other people. Um, knowing that God showed his agape love for us, which is an unconditional love by sending his son, who is God, to communicate to us who he is and then to become our sinless savior. Uh, and then to leave us the Bible, which um, its accuracy to the originals has been proven even above and beyond any other ancient work, like Homer's Iliad and Odyssey and all of that. Uh, the Bible, far. They, they have earlier copies. Um the accuracy has been proven beyond a shadow of a doubt. I mean, look at the Qumran uh, scrolls of Isaiah. Uh, that's just another example. God is doing everything he can, even now, to communicate. He's always been a very communicative God. He wants a relationship with us. And so as we celebrate Christmas, um, I hope you enjoy reading the Word of God and uh, read the book of Luke. You can start, I believe today is December 1st. You can read all of it in 24 days and finish up on Christmas Eve, having read one of the whole Gospels. And Luke was the one who interviewed all the firsthand people like the disciples and, um, yeah, all the disciples, the 12. Uh, well, there weren't 12 anymore. <laughs> 11. <laughs> there were 11 <laughs> for a while because uh, Judas uh, didn't make it. But, um, yeah, he didn't make it. But God wants to communicate his love to us. And I pray that this Christmas we just keep that front and center. And when we look at our Bible, we realize what what people have gone through to get us a Bible in English. People like William Tyndale. To get the message of salvation by grace through faith alone. That um, people like Martin Luther risked their lives to get that message to all of us. May we not take it for granted. And may we read it. May we wholeheartedly believe it. May we memorize it. And may we share it with others. This is Serendipity Girl. And wishing you a serendipitous day and a wonderful Christmas season. Until next time.